going right back to when you first found you found out you were pregnant with your first child, um, how did you feel when you found out you were pregnant? And what was your greatest fear while being pregnant? Okay, so um, going that far back, Twenty. And I went off the tracks a bit. So I was drinking a lot. And I was probably way, way underweight. Mm. So never thought about anything, just didn't give a care. I was doing it really, wasn't really looking after myself at all. And so... We, myself and two other girls I'd grown up with on the mission, we were drinking under a bridge in town, mm. which is, was always nice, <laughs> being out and about drinking. Yeah. And that I remember saying to one of them that I don't remember getting a period for a while. Yes. And then didn't think anything of it. And then she squeezed my breast and said, oh, she said, you, you're pregnant. And anyway, I didn't think anything more of it, but the seed was planted. Mm. And so curiosity got the better of me. So I went to the doctor that following week, and he asked me the same, do you think, do you suspect you're pregnant? And I said, no, I just don't think I can get a period because I'm not looking after myself and whatnot. Anyway, I was 16 weeks. Wow. So I wasn't even showing, there were no symptoms or anything. Yeah. Um, then maybe there was, because, I don't know, I'd just gone on beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In hindsight, it's a powerful thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then, because the father of my children was a fisherman in the town that I was living in. And to me, he was just, at the time... Just a, a guy, but obviously I think he thought of me differently. Yes. He used to come in after fishing and look for me. I was like, to me that was like, ugh. <laughs> you again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that changed when I yeah. He'd gone back at this stage, and he'd gone back to Victoria. And I don't think I was ever scared. I always wanted children. I knew that because I loved kids. I love kids. Um, there's photos of me when I was very young, always with the babies, you know. Um, so to me, I feel like it's just in, instilled. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's just a thing. I'm, yeah. I was born to be a mother, maybe. I, I thought maybe I'd have more, but I've only got two. So I wasn't, I wasn't scared anyway. So he's gone back to Victoria. And I could not tell him, but I did say to him, I'm not, I don't care if you don't want nothing to do with it, I'm having this baby. Mm. Point blank. And then he was in shock. And I said, I'll call you back in a couple of days. So I did, he thought about it. And because he had invited me over to come over for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And... He said, yeah, no, it's all good, come over. 
so that was it. Oh, wow. So I'd gone back for Christmas, but the town that I grew up in, you know, that's the majority Aboriginal. And I've gone into a bit of a culture shock, so I'm over here, somewhere on the other side of the country, that sure. I, I don't know anybody except yeah. the guy I'm with. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of crying and sad. I was very sad. And then we broke, we broke up that many times in like three weeks. <laughs> oh, goodness, how intense. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. But I came back, I went back to my little hometown to have my son just winged it in, you know, there's a certain time you can't fly. Yes. Yep, so I got back then. Just so happened my biological mother actually was in town at the time. Okay. So, although she wasn't at the birth, mm-hmm. she came in just before... She came into the theatre oh, wow. and then went, we're going to wet the baby's head now. And I said, well, it's not even here yet. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. We're gone. So my sister came in. Yeah. But when I'd gone back, the, there was nowhere for me to stay. So there was an Aboriginal hostel. And it just so happened to be the house that I grew up in on the mission oh, what? that got converted into an Aboriginal hostel. And I was in the room that I had slept in. <laughs> what? And my sister, who was also pregnant at the time, was staying there. So she was in the other room down the hallway. And then... Didn't think anything of it. Any dramas. I'd gone to the toilet. I was so tired. I'd gone to the bathroom and then got back into bed. And I thought I wet my bed. And I thought, oh... What was that? I was so tired, I just grabbed my towel and put it between my legs. Because <laughs> this is all new to me, I don't know. Yes, well. And I've done childcare studies at high school. Oh, right. So for me, I was waiting for the... I thought everything went together, the contractions and the water, all this big explode, all these things happened at once. Yeah. Well, it didn't. So another little flush, and I went, that woke me up, and I went... What's going on here? Mm. So I waddled down the hallway to where my sister's room was and didn't want to wake anybody else in the hostel, so I'm knocking quietly but loudly, yeah. trying to. By the time she'd awoken, there was a puddle on the floor. Yeah. I said, quick, come with me, come to the toilet. So we go to the bathroom. So she's sitting on the sink and I'm on the toilet. And then all of a sudden, every now and again, we hear little dribbles. And like, I see, what's that? <laughs> What's happening? What is that? And she goes, I don't know, because she this was she was pregnant with her second. Right. So her first one, she'd had her waters broken, oh. so she had no idea. Mm-hmm. She's younger than me, and I'm asking her. Yeah. She said, I oh, know, Beverly, you better go. So we walked to the hospital, which was just like from here to say the tower. Okay. I was saturated by the time I got there. <laughs> and then she said, do you think you're having your baby? And I went, well, no, because I don't know what's going on. And nothing happened. I didn't get any contractions or anything. So oh, right. they had to, I got into hospital at Saturday morning and was there all day. All the fluid had drained out by this point. Right. And they were going to induce me on a Sunday, but yep. an emergency came in. Just one Monday. 
Wow, what a drawn out labour. I know. And then my grandmother was in the general ward on the other side, so I went and visited her and I got in trouble. Oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> I have, I, you know, I was exposing the baby to contamination <laughs> or something. But, yeah. Wow. So, like, leaning from that, the expectation versus the reality. So, go, like, when you were pregnant, what, was your, what were your expectations of being a mum and mothering versus what really it was like? Yeah, so, you know, when you see all the... I don't know, it seems surreal. Mm. It, it did seem surreal and it's not like, mm, okay. So, everything obviously was new for me. It was things were happening differently to what I had learned mm-hmm. or I knew. He didn't. He was four weeks prem. He came four weeks early. Gee. So, because I was so little yeah. and underweight, the doctor gave me an epidural. Right. Because he was so worried about me not being able to do this. Yeah. So it was lucky my son was prem. Yes. Or else I wouldn't have been able to give birth to him myself. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't suckle. Oh no. Yeah. So he had to go into the nursery for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got real let out of hospital with because his weight had come up but then they'd done a heel pick that morning mm-hmm. and I was sitting in the park in town just in the call and then the, the local Aboriginal medical service had come looking for me because his heel prick reading had gone down again I see so we had to go back in so it's a bit jaundiced and stuff so yeah but once he the nurses were great mm. I think they, once he got on there, um, yeah, he, chubbed, he, he was a good little feeder and I had good milk, so, you know, um, yeah, I it was lovely. I, it was a sensation, it wasn't the full experience because hmm. I was so numb from sure. my epidural. Yes. And they inducted, like they induced me, so then I had, you know, even that was, that was an artificial, wasn't it? Like it, to, but it's still, oh. Yeah. That, that, that was horrible, that was painful. When they induce you, that's when, that's like, like, it all comes at once and it's like, and, Yeah, and then it was like, I had to walk to the theatre with my drip, you know, and it's like, stop, uh, go. You yeah, know? yeah. So I was looking forward to the, when my daughter came then, thought, oh. I'll really take notice of this one. (laughs) And what happened there? (laughs) (laughs) So she was overdue. Oh, no. She went overdue. She went over by eight days. And then I'd gotten up to get the son up for school and went to the toilet that morning and it was just a... It was almost like I... It was just a little sharp pain. And I went... Oh, okay. Not knowing what contractions feel like mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Okay, so I went, all right. Maybe I'll start listening. So I got up, woke him up. Oh, and then it happened again. And I went, okay, this could be it. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly got him ready for school and all the, all the moments were coming, like little so I had the phone, I called the woman who was going to come with me and um, Jared had gone to school 
and then I went around to her house. She said, you can stay with me all day today. And then he gets home from school and he goes, oh, you're still here. <laughs> and then the, all the mothers, mothers, well, my mother's group came around all the, and we had little champers and they, then they stopped and just said, oh, right, that's it, that's enough for you. I remember having a bath. It was just the longest drawn out thing. And I think that that night, about 10 o'clock, 10.30, we were bouncing down to the hospital. They said, you better come in now. Yeah. That was so much so that I had to lift my, every time I went over the bump, lift myself yeah. off the, yeah. Um, she came just after midnight. That, yeah. But it was almost as surreal because I asked for the mirror because she stopped. Everything just stopped, oh. just on midnight. Right. And then they said, they looked, it was weird because they were looking down there talking. Yes. They said, what's hap- what are you doing? And then I said, what's happening? They said, nothing, she's just looking around. Oh, I just had this head. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was really bizarre. It's like the, everything just, time just stood still for that moment. And then once the clock ticked over, everything just went back into play and pop, out she came. She's weird. in a moment. Well, my friend's daughter's birthday was on the 27th. Okay. And I feel like, I, I, this is how I see it. My, my grandmother had died not long before, and I feel like they'd crossed over, or something oh, had wow. happened. Maybe they were saying hello, I don't know, and maybe my daughter just wanted her birthday on her own. Not Because yes. the little girl was saying, oh, can you have her on my birthday? So it was like she wanted her own day. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll get into my next question. What has been the hardest part, period of motherhood for you, and how did you deal with it at the time? I think when my the hardest, because like I said, I love being a mum. Everything was, I never thought of it as hard. That was what I was doing. But I think the hardest part for me was when my son got into into teenage years. Yes. And if I really think about it, that was hard because he... Being a young bloke, you know, me being a single... Well, Dad wasn't around much he still continued his work as a fisherman so there were months when it was just us we never ever lived together he still lived in another little suburb right. and then we'd just take the kids on the weekends and stuff Yeah. but we always still did things together um, but yeah him being yeah, just puffing his chest a few times you know mm. um, I had to call the police on him once he got a bit aggressive mm. and yeah that was probably the hardest. And then when their dad died, that was hard again. How old were they when, when he died? Um, we weren't together, but you know, we were still friends and everything. Um, Jared was 16, I think, and Kyla was eight years between them. No, she was 11. Yeah. 
cheap. It's actually even happy birthday that year. Really? Party. Because he passed away um, a week after his 45th birthday. Oh, right. Of cancer. Gee, that's mm. way too young. Way too young. So, um, yeah, that was probably the hardest. She went, we were all worried about her because she was daddy's girl. Mm. And she didn't cry. Mm. Didn't talk about it. There was no, you could see nothing. There was nothing. That was a bit hard. Like I really wanted her to make her cry. Yeah. Where she tried to run away a couple of times from home, and she got in with some of the naughty girls at school and stuff. So that that was hard those times. Sure. But she did thank me years later because some of the girls that she used to hang out with. Yeah. Were. Hey. Hello. Um really gone off the tracks and she actually had said to me mum how come Tisha's mum doesn't love her like you like you know not love her but how come Tisha's mum's not like you whereas you're you always growl at me Mm. and make me you know do the right thing so I saw this girl on the bus a few times and she was really Way, but she's doing good now. But she always said after that, thanks for doing what you did. Yeah. Which, yeah. I'm the mother, I've got it. That's right. Yeah. You have to pick your battles. Yeah. You can't respond to everything. Yeah. And especially when, as a mum, you're gradually letting them go you can't be on top of everything that they do all the time to a certain point yeah she when she she went to an all-girls school and I was more present for her in that sense where my son (laughs) uh, he excluded me from a lot of his stuff there wasn't a lot of Mm. he spent a lot of time on his games and stuff so there's a big if I think about it there's there's moments where I don't remember much from him um, and I think he got really angry with the sister as well because he could see as he's older he's seeing how dad's behaving towards her but he doesn't remember having that Right. so then we'd have battles of arguments about that and I said well what happens at dad's house it's got, I can't do anything because mm-hmm. that's there but tell dad those things yeah. say it mm-hmm. sometimes seeing all that you know and, I mean, my daughter like being more aware of her too when she turned four because that's how old I was when I went to the mission oh right yes my daughter's four by the way yeah so <laughs> trying to think of how it was what I looked like you sure yeah what was I doing when I was four did I sound like that? Did I, did I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And to go through such a big shift, a big life occurrence at such a young age, to, yeah, to see the reflection of you back. Yes. That's confronting. Yes. She, 
Actually, obviously, maybe, I don't know. Because the woman who bought me up, so we're going to go to a different angle now. So the woman who bought me up, I see her now still. Like, she's still alive. My own, my own mother's not alive. I'm older than my mother was when she died. Right, I see. Yeah. So the woman who bought me up, she still exists on this planet. But I see her and hear her, and I think, is this because she's getting older, that she sounds so harsh and gruff? Mm. But people, it's not, guys. That's what she's always sounded like. She I just see. seems to be a bit more, a little bit more so. And I think, I was just saying to this guy we were living with, and I was, so ang- I was a little bit angry and annoyed that she has these opinions and stuff where I'm concerned, you know, and I think, hang on. I think that's what helped me with my parenting, or me being a mother. Everything that was that, I didn't want, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I didn't want to force my kids to eat food they didn't like mm-hmm. or give it to them for breakfast. They never got flogged. They might have got a little smack, but they never got flogged. Yeah. Um, and they were allowed to have a voice. Mm-hmm. You can't have a voice with her. No. At all. I don't believe so. Yeah. And I think that's why we always clashed. Because I would speak up. Yes. Oh. And I think um, there's a real shift um, overall that children's voices are welcomed and heard. And there were many generations where they were silenced or they were lesser or, yeah. Well, and important. Yes. I think um, it's really important to, um, I guess, and learn from the past, but I think your family and your parents and being aware of what you went through as a child, and it does come out in your parenting. It certainly has for me, you know, either going one way or the other, whether it's rejecting it and clearly you're doing the opposite or thinking, yeah, um, that's coming out and <laughs> um, I don't know what I feel about that or, yes, this is something I there really love about Exactly. Them. You're going to have moments where you're like, oh, I sound like mother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like it just comes out. Exactly. Yeah. So I hope to have made some difference for when my daughter, my son's never having children. I that see. has been declared. It's written in his choice. Yeah. Yep. And so daughter, who knows when, she's 23 now. Yeah. And I hope that I have, yes, have done it. Yes. So she knows this old lady. I see. And I, when I first arrived here from Victoria, I was, yeah, I was she didn't treat me very nicely when I came. So there'd be many times because I was sad and lonely when I got here. And so I'd be on the phone to say my daughter, we talk, 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 you know, 
So, and not realizing that what I'm doing is essentially the same as what this woman does. Oh. Is, you know, putting things on to you, on sure. your to you. So now that she, she won't call her name, she calls her by her name and I go, stop it. She goes, no, I don't like it. Sorry, uh, maybe I shouldn't have shared so much with you. She said, well, what else were you going to do, Mum? You know, you're there by yourself. She's not being very nice to you. And I go, well, true. So it was a really hard, and I'm not like that normally, but there was too much to write in a diary. Yeah. Pretty much. Yes. And have you, um, have you sought counselling or any kind of support? No, no. So I feel like it's not interesting because I had done gone through some counselling when I was having all these problems with my son and everything. Yeah. Lots of struggles. Because I would often get to work and be venting. Mm. And so there was the um, free counselling for staff so I got onto that which was great but I suppose because I'm remembering what happened in those moments and I like I'm not counselling myself but mm. I'm remembering those things that were spoken of and not you know they don't advise you that it's just little things that they say Um, I've definitely sought mm. help in certain instances, mm. especially within that within that first year that I moved here from over east. Yep. Um, it was a big shift, and going from living in my in-laws' house and feeling like a child. My my mother-in-law was the mum, and she mothered me and my daughter. Yeah. And having no independence whatsoever to starting from scratch in a new town with knowing no one and not even coming here for me it was for my husband's work yeah um, so I really had to work out very quickly where to find friends or not to feel so isolated and I resented that I was home all the time with an 18 month old yeah so I had to I had to work out a way to make this work yes otherwise I was gonna send myself insane um, and eventually it's gotten easier. Like it's only really now that I feel settled. Um, but it's been quite a journey. Mm. As, as a mum, yeah. I had to work out how to be okay with doing this on my own. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's no support anywhere else. I don't ever remember ringing this woman and ever asking her for mum advice. Mm. Ever. I think... I, I may infiltrated myself within the communities over there yeah. and joined mother's groups and, um, you know, I joined the netball club and encouraged the kids' friendships from kinder and primary school. Yeah, come over for a play. Yes, go for a play. Go have a party. Sleep over, whatever. Yes, yes. I, I You that, built your own family, really. That was it. I, I had, yeah... That's great. And how important were those sorts of community groups? They were amazing. Um, 
do you have like long-term friends from those today isn't that interesting because when everyone knew I was going oh babe don't go don't go you know like but I've learnt to not put so like not focus on how I want that to be so much they there's people there you know like one of the ladies that's 28 years there you know yeah so the greatest one of the loveliest things for me was I was a netball coach and I coached the netters which was always fun Mm. So those women, the mothers for those little girls, well, a lot of them are artists. Oh, really? And they have a little shop in Callista. Mm-hmm. It's like, so they've all got their own little spaces, and then they have the little shop front. Ah. And so it's like, oh, cool. So I'm still friends with them. I first went to pottery with Amy, because she used to go, and I, I only worked four days a week. And she used to go on a Friday. So I said, oh, come with just yeah, come with me. I'll pick you up in town. So off we'd go. Yeah. And that was where that little bug started. <laughs> and another one, she just put up, you know, on Insta with them. And she just made a, she just did a little crochet of this little butterfly thing. And I for a special baby, I said, oh, well, I'm special. She said, well, you'll have to come back and oh. for a visit. For special presents, Bev. So... <laughs> There's a few of them still. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, lost a few friends. You know, you do away with the ones who suck it wrong. Yes. Sorry, my got stung by a bee. Ouch. Yeah, and it's... Gotcha, gotcha. Sw- see that swelling? Ooh. Still a bit swollen. Ooh, dear, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Bee sting. Oh. Um, on the flip side... Oh, can you think back to when... Your kids were little, so I'm thinking up to primary school age. Yeah. Um, what were your favourite things about having little ones? It's, I just love it. I don't know, everything. I've still got my son. He's 32 this year. Mm-hmm. I've still got his pre-prime prep diary. Oh, yes. There's some gold in that, I'm sure. <laughs> it you know and he was just so lovely he was the loveliest little boy mm-hmm. um mad on thomas tank yes you know we'd, we'd go every year we'd go up to queensland because that's where the grandparents were yeah so whereabouts uh out of brisbane oh, yeah. logan home cool yeah so that, that was near the there. theme parks yeah we used to always go there they always bought us tickets and it was a day out for us or the boat yeah yeah, so that was nice. Everything. Kyla was, I think, for Jared, the most favourite thing was he was so happy just by himself playing. Mm. Um, Did that continue when he had a little sister? Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. He, he was mad on trains, so he had a little train set. Always had his Thomas Tate cast iron toys and watched the video. Watched the videos. Yeah. But I remember, like, even setting up 
a little kitchen outside of the woodshed and he'd be out there for hours making cooking. <laughs> That's gorgeous. And when he started kinder, that was it for us because that's us in the in the world now. Because uh-huh. before that, we were we were just here. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, we've got to go to kinder, so our world has gotten bigger. Mm-hmm. And we never had a car, so we walked everywhere in the hills. Mm. It was lovely. And the, the first time we got, we walked up to the bus stop, and as we're walking up, it was on this side. The shop was there, and I saw a little head poke out like this, and this little blonde head, and then it disappeared, and then it poked out again, and I said to Jared, I said, there's a little girl there. I said, do you know her? He goes, yeah, that's Rosie from Kinder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're still friends. Oh, well. But um, we sat down on the other side, and she was... Little blue, blonde hair, blue eyed thing, big blue eyes, and her mother was there. I heard mother go, Well, say hello then. So I said hello. Anyway, so that started that. And then day off they went shopping. Then we came back another time and walked past. We're not up to the shop, but they lived on that road. We had to walk past. Steep, steep, steep. And the mother was out there, Donna. We were snipping, and Rosie was in the driveway. She saw us and she ran down in her little overalls and little gum boots and grabs his hand and goes, do you want to see my room? And then Mother says, oh, well, you better come in now. My daughter's dying on your son. So that was it. Oh. So a little moments like that. But she was the boss of him. Oh, I see. Yes. We have... They, they loved each other. It was so lovely. Mm. We have... A, memories of sitting, I was sitting in the kitchen having a couple of Donna and out he walks in a tutu and plastic high heels. <laughs> she said, we're just going up the back, Mum. So she had that play game. She bossed him all the time. <laughs> so lovely. He was the only boy at her fairy parties. Oh, yep. I used to make little outfits for him, little elf outfits. So it was never anything... You know, all those terminologies. There was nothing because to me, it was I never thought like that. Yeah, it was just a kid dressing up. Yeah, yeah, in a fantasy world. Yep. So oh. yeah. that was those were good ones for Jared. That's lovely. And then when I found out I was pregnant, they went through the whole um, thing about. She said to him, "Do you think your mum's pregnant?" <laughs> Because I didn't look pregnant. <laughs> we could hear them talking. It was so funny. They were playing in the bedroom. Anyway, then another time she, she had all the dollies and she'd wrap the baby up. And then shove like that. And he was pretending <laughs> to be the doctor. <laughs> pulls out this baby. There you go. Yes. And then he goes, it's my turn now. <laughs> and she had to wrap the doll up again and put it up his shirt and he had to give birth. All oh, right. Yeah, so little things like that. They were lovely. Funny, the way that they're processing the world, you know, try and make it try and make it understandable. Yeah. And for her, it was interesting because she was obsessed with my colour. Oh, she was talking to me. She'd give me a hand, and she'd be like, "Oh, Bev," like this, and was talking away, and then all of a sudden she stops. She goes, "Huh," 
like that. Oh, and then she goes, I looked at her while she was holding my hand, and I said, yes, Rosie, it doesn't rub off. And she went, and it's just like this look of love. Because oh. she only ever saw Aboriginal people on telly. Yes. Play school. And then their dad, when he used to come back from fishing, was usually darker than me. And then she said to her mother one time, I wish I was Aboriginal like Jared's dad. And I said, Rosie, he's not Aboriginal. <laughs> he's white. Oh. She went, what? Yeah, she was like horrified. Oh, the puzzle. Yeah. Puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the innocence of children. It's Aye. gorgeous. It was lovely. Mm. Yeah. But Kyla was a different little thing altogether. She was... Yeah, she was fun. She was a funny little girl. Do you think... Um, I always think that... Because I only have one... Am I risking it? Because she's so good. Am I going to get a terror? Oh, if I no, have another no, one. No. They're just different. They're different. I never even thought like that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think I, like that. Yeah, I know. Never put that in there. I know, I know. Um, no. Yeah, no. Okay. They're all good. Because um, I just have this, maybe. They will be what you let them be. Yes. Yes. If you want to leave them to have their tantrums, whatever, carry on, that's what they're going to keep doing. That's true. You have to parent. That's true, too. I have to be the parent. Um, looking back, if you could do anything differently in motherhood, what would you do differently? I don't really like asking this question, but I do anyway. What would I do differently? I think it comes back to my son again. He's, he's actually okay. He's a darling. So I obviously did something right. Yeah. Like I said, that, that couple of years, mm-hmm. when he went off the tracks, and um, I think... think I'd do anything differently because I think Same. that's what may that's why we all we're all the way we are now yeah maybe he had to go through all those things to realize you know and he, he came back he'd, he'd gone he'd left and he wouldn't stay with his uncle but then there was issues there and then that caused conflict for me and his uncle mm. but I had to he'd had an issue they had a big fallout and then I remember him up and it was the dark of the night at the bus terminal and he was the most forlorn looking being and he was just slumped over under the street light in the dark at the bus terminal and like just coming around that corner and seeing him and I just cried mm. and I thought oh my god my son and yeah. Um, yeah he was good for a while then it went back again to Trying to be, he was putting demands on um, how he wanted things to be at the house, you know. And, right. and I said, I, yeah, I said, look, we talked about things, and then he said, what, what do you want, you know? That you can't, I can't have you sitting in the house doing nothing when you know I'm working. Your sister's at school, the, the, and we had my niece living there as well, two girls. 
Anyway, he wanted this, this and that. And there was one thing out of all that that I just could not allow. And he wanted his friends to come around. Well, can't my friends come around and come drinking? And I said, well, I don't even drink in the house. Mm. I said, I've got two young girls here. I don't want you friends sitting at the backyard drinking and carrying on. Yeah. And he said, oh, I carried on. I said, well, that's it. I can't. I, I, the other two things I'm fine with, but not that. So I'm going to leave. I said, well, well that's your choice. Mm. Anyway, he left. What happened? So there's lots of little gaps. Yeah. It's obviously, obviously hurt. You know, I was hurt at the time and sad. Yeah. So I think that's what it's been like for me. Anyway, in general, just I just block or stop those yeah. thoughts. Mm. I don't think I do much different. I feel like you do the best you can with what you know at the time. You can't go back in time and change anything because what would it be like if it was any different? Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, like even with daughter at the all-girls school, Catholic school, you know, there was lots of issues there and, you know, she'd be so angry all the time, you know, oh, so-and-so is such a bitch. You know, and I could have... There are moments when I think, oh, I could have just gone, oh, she sounds like a real little bitch, you know, but... I always think about it and I'd hear her and I'd go, hang on a minute, you know, and try and make her think on the other side of that. I said, well, maybe she, maybe she had a bad night. Mm. Do you think, do you often, maybe you need to think about why she's so angry today. That's, maybe she had that's a, empathy. Maybe she had a fight with her mum before she came to school. Yeah, yeah. Or her sister. I don't know. Maybe she missed the bus. Mm. That's a really um, enlightened young person you were because um, empathy is something that um, it would prevent a lot of really hostile and difficult <laughs> things that have happened. Well, I got back into that practice because there was, like I said, when I first got here, I was a bit isolated. Yeah. As you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it, it's like remembering. Come on, Bev, remembering who you were, who you are. Don't forget, you know, you can still be that same person. So there'd be moments we're driving with another person I work with. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd be like, God, crap, 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 like this, and I'd be like, well, maybe, <laughs> that's what I would say, maybe they're blah, blah. And she goes, I always stick up for people like that. And I go, oh, I've got excuses for people like that. And I go, not excuses, maybe just reasons, mate. that's why they're doing that. Yeah. They're not excuses. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know. That's right. You can't... You're not walking in their shoes. You don't know what they're going through. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Oh, there's so many pigeons. (laughs) I think, if anything, I wish I had have come back home more with Mm. my children. For me to even say that, I have to know my family. Yes. I don't really know who all my family are. I see. So maybe the age has changed. Ooh. Um, so maybe that's something I would think about. Okay. If I ever did. If I ever could. Yeah, is it possible? Mm. Kyla's more in touch with her Aboriginality than Jared, I think. Okay. 
but I never thought of I think I never really thought of it uh, what am I trying to say if I think about it me and him would we just were so I never thought that it was something I had to keep instilling in him because of the way he looked mm. okay you see for him but for her I've just been obviously I'm a bit more involved in the community whereas me and Jared was just me and him sure. my precious little fat baby you know my little boy um, but yeah by the time she came we were I was more involved with the world around us sure if I think about it yeah I've never thought of it like that but I think that's probably could be why because hmm. when I first came back he was four I see and I told him we're going we're coming back over here mum what will we eat when we go there he says hmm. some other world yeah. So I thought, oh, this is my moment. And I said, oh, kangaroo tail, damper. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> I have a photo of him just chowing down on the biggest kangaroo tail. Yeah. Yeah, he loved it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And you broadened his horizons. Yes, absolutely. But it was never black and white. We yeah. Were never, she was never black. You know what I mean? What are you most proud of in your motherhood journey? That I didn't continue on my drinking journey. Yeah. I'm proud of myself and that I did it. I, I did it. You did it. I did it on my own, mm-hmm. re- regardless whether. You know, their dad was around, but he was just dad. Mm-hmm. He didn't really parent. Sure. There's a difference. Yes. You know, oh, I can tell you stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I had my wisdom tooth pulled out. And, you know, you're out. all. Yeah, I yeah. was effed. Yeah, yeah. It looked like I'd been in the boxing ring for mm. about six rounds. And take your son, please. He brought him back because he had a party to go to. You know, his mother doesn't know any of half of this shit. Me and Kyla talk now, you know, and I go, your dad is a real bastard sometimes. Daughter? She goes, yes, I know, you told me. (laughs) I said, well, I don't like talking about your father, poor thing, because he's not here. And, but... You know, she's in a relationship herself. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, geez, she sounds just like. Mm. I go, I'll tell you now, this is, might be where she's a bit more different. So she might be a bit more softer. Mm-hmm. I learnt to be a bit harder and then a bit more, you know. boyfriend because he just started getting a bit rough 
and I put up with it for a little while mm-hmm. and I realised, oh, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I ended up getting a restraining order. Oh, right. ended up not here for starters after you know how I when I left the mission I went right off the tracks but for me being a mother was fun I suppose too because I had a lot of love to give Hmm. it was nice it still is nice, I suppose, having those conversations with both my children. Um, just always those teachings, you know. And I don't know. I think, yeah, you're touching on the crux of it. It's, it is that passing on of. Mm. And it's um, it's reflecting on your childhood, mm. but it's also it's fun and it's play and it's it's like living reliving that those periods with them. You're yes. going through it again with them. Yes, <laughs> isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because when I think about us growing up, because we were—I was a mission kid, as you know. I—I I was there 365 days of the year. I was awarded the state, so I didn't go anywhere. I was always there. Yeah. So, always for us were the birthday parties, or you know, they were the fun things. But then when I think about the woman who brought us up, she took us on little holidays. So we were like the privileged, mm. poor little Aborigines. You know what I mean? Like we went to Melbourne. She took us to Melbourne. We used to go to holidays to Exmouth and Esperance. Mm. I think the most I ever did for us was we used to always go camping. Oh, right. That was always fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Road trips, just little day drives and stuff like that. They were always good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. Um, and I'm looking forward to listening back to all the responses one after the other because they're all very, very different to what motherhood is to each person. Okay. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you could give someone who's about to have their first child? Just be in the moment. Mm. It's not scary. 
Yes, because it does seem scary. Everyone's going to tell you. Everyone, whether you like it or not, they're going to tell you all their bits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My least favourite word was should. You should do this. You should do that. Oh. The baby should be doing this. Oh, no, no, no. I hate should. No. <laughs> so my niece's little girl, she was, when I first came met her, there's this little black thing just sitting in the bouncer and they used to just stick her in front of the telly. Oh. Yeah. I know. So I said, what is she doing? Like to me, why is she there? Get her out somewhere. You know, I've got this photo of me when I first arrived here, landed at the airport, because she lived in Swanview, mm -hmm. so it's not far. I've got this little baby, and she there was just blank, just vacant. There was no. Mm -hmm. She just stared at me. I can make babies smile. Yeah. And she never smiled. Oh. Anyway, she's made, she's just she's turned four. She does doesn't have very. She's, she's global. She's just been diagnosed with global delay. Oh. Bloody butt. And the mother, Izzy, was just so upset about that. And I said, Izzy, it's okay. We all knew she was special. Yeah. Because how long it took her to walk? How long did it take her to crawl? I said, she's only just, she says, bleh. She doesn't say nana babe. She's just learned to say, bleh. Oh. And the first time I went there, and she goes, and she's run to me and she's solid, she's solid, this little thing. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, she said my name, you know. Yeah. And um, she understands everything we say, Toya. No, look at me, Toya, you know. So, and you tell her and she goes, yeah. And then she'll just talk. She, it's her little jibber-jabber, but she understands everything. And I go, Izzy, you know, we all knew. Mm. We always said it's never. It's not going to be forever. Mm -hmm. She's not going to be that forever. It's not. That does not define her. It doesn't make her who she is. It's just a moment. This is how I see it. She can't. I said, Isabel, do you know? Unless it's Benjamin freaking Button, of a, a kid who doesn't know how to walk, she'll learn to walk. She's doing everything in her own time. Yes. So there's no. Don't even think about it. Exactly, exactly. I know, and you know, we all do it because it's like, you know, all the baby milestones, you know. Oh. They should be this, they should be that. I almost had a moment like that, mm -hmm. but then now I've learnt to just, you know what, whatever. And I think that compounds mother's guilt mm. when you're comparing all of the time. You're judging yourself against something that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's so many things out there that contribute to mother's guilt. And it's a real thing. Um, we don't need that. We don't need that extra burden. You know, it, it, there's other babies walking two months before my baby walks. So what? My They'll daughter, get there. That's right. <laughs> my daughter didn't even um, walk for her first birthday. Yeah, we yeah. had propped her up on the wall. That's right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a little ponytail. But 
I didn't care. You couldn't shut her up, though. Mm. She couldn't walk, but oh, she could talk. For sure. Oh, my God. She's like, shut up. Yeah. And then you'd be like, Kyla, I'm busy at the moment. <laughs> she wouldn't even, she'd be too busy yeah, doing her thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy at the moment. You know, and I'd be like, oh, my God. I've got a video of her. Dad was obsessed with her. She's just, yeah, I've got a video. I must get them onto a DVD actually. And he, yes. he videoed her and she's naked. She's always naked. <laughs> and she's on the back thing, back table, just sitting there. Yeah. Just staring out, singing. Oh. And he just had the camera on a tripod and he was just recording her and she's just singing, staring off into the distance. Yeah. But another one where she was just whacking the stick in the drive. sliding doors moment uh, years and years and years ago yeah. when I went to Alice and I'd gone camping with a friend and her daughter and my daughter and me, we drove to Alice and we'd had enough of cooking our breakfast on the camp so we said let's go to Magnus Lareki and as we were walking out he walked in but I didn't know and he was pushing his mother in a wheelchair and our dad we wish he had a dad he lived in Wyndham, and then he's, he told him, your sister's in Alice, you should get in touch with her. And then he looked me up on Facebook and goes, oh, I passed them. I seen them at Macca's today. Wow. And we never met, but we were friends then after that, so we we're always chatting on Facebook. Then out of the blue last year, early last year, he knew I was back in WA, and he says, oh, we're looking at moving back to Perth. He goes, well, actually, Bunbury. And I went, um, excuse me, I live in Bunbury. And he's like, what? Yes. He goes, oh, well, the wife and the two little girls are here already. They're in isolation. He said, no, I'll be coming over. I'm coming soon. And then I'll have to quarantine for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just blowing my mind. So I'm at work. He's out now. And I'm like, uh, I'm at work. He goes, so you need to look for a job. And I said, oh, come here. The Jobs and Skills Centre. Yeah. So that's the first time I met him. How long She ago? gets out of the car. She's pregnant. They've just had twins. Whoa. Well, last year. So now I get to play with the babies. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, twin boys. So I have all that again. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I'm really happy for you. Oh, yeah. How that's, nice. That's he's, really nice. I'm his older sister, and he's so much taller. Always calls me little sister. My big sister. Yeah. Even though I'm little. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we, I did, you saw the tie-dye I did on? Yes. That's the little girls, oh, that's wow. my nieces. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. Wow. And the resemblance, is it there? Yes. Oh. Me and him, yes. That's amazing. I know, how lovely. <laughs> so I was going to catch up with him today and show me one minute he got jealous of my fishing photos oh and I said well oh, I think you should go to the cut and he goes where's that 
obviously you've got to show me so oh. hopefully I can show them today that's one of the places where people kind of if, if it's mentioned they go all quiet around me like because I'm not a local they don't want to show me where it oh. is yeah I don't know hey, yeah. it's out there it's just down there yeah okay yeah. <laughs> the inner it's like the outer port and inner port yeah do you know where that playground is near the port? The one they just done out. No. No? Um, playground near the port. So we're going, you've got the big roundabout at Mila. Yeah. I don't know the name of this one. You know when you go to Kumbana? Sandridge Road. So Kumbana's here. This is Kumbana, that dot. Yes. And this is the inlet in here. Yeah. We're going to come across here. And then you've got the traffic lights and you can turn left there. Yeah. And there's that playground here. Yes. And then the roundabout and you can go to the port. Yes. Well, instead, you go through the gate and then you turn right and you follow that road all the way around and then you turn right again and it takes you all the way. I actually didn't know you could go in the gate. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just slowly learning these things. Well, my with me, she showed me all these little things. So, ah. Yeah, everyone goes fishing and four-wheel driving. Cool. To the dolphins there all the time. Oh, yeah, the dolphins know where it's at. Yes. <laughs> um, are there, well, I think we've already covered this, but oh, it's us for it anyway. Are there things you miss about life before kids? Huh. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, um, some of the responses I've gotten previously are things like sleep, spontaneity, being able to just change your life without really considering other people um yeah those sorts of things yeah i want to go hear your company <laughs> yeah because um my husband and i we've resigned to the idea that we want a, a life of adventure and peter's job like he's a soccer coach and he's very ambitious and where is it is here it's the first he can go so wherever he goes next it will be somewhere else for his work um, and really, um, soccer is a global sport and he yep. can go anywhere in the world. And we're okay with that. And um, we're okay with uprooting Isla and going on an adventure wherever we end up. Yeah. Um, but I think people kind of get a bit caught up in what, what, will, what effect that will have and whether it's a bad thing for their children to be chopping and changing in their life when they've got contacts in school. So that, that was the case when I left. Now, daughter's 18 and the son's living his own life. Yeah. So, I, as much as I tried to entice her, just come, just come with me. Mm. No, mum, my whole life's here. Yeah. That's when... Do you know what I mean? Like, I could have done it when she was little. She would have had no choice. Mm. And for me to come here after all those years of there, and this is what something that she used to always say, the old lady, mm-hmm. she's witnessed me. She came over one time, and the lantern, the solstice, winter solstice, was happening. They had the street was shut down, and they and they, it's beautiful. They do a big lantern festival. Okay. And we were in town that night for us. Come on, let's go. You'll love it. And she. I'm walking every five steps. Bear, right, you know, chit chat, chat, and she's really watching. And she mm. says to me quietly and goes, Are you sure you want to come over? You're going to miss all this. I said, Miss what? And she said, All your friends. And I go, They're my friends. 
Like, I can't bring them with me, but I can make friends elsewhere. Yeah. I did it here. It was a little bit hard, but me, I'd talk to anybody. Any... <laughs> I'll talk to the shopkeeper, mm. you know, have a chat. And... Yeah, it wasn't, a, it wasn't an issue. What was I saying this for? About... I, yeah, kids and kids changing, and... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't see it as an obstacle in my life no. or... Yeah, spontaneity. I think kids are spontaneous. <laughs> so I don't think that we're... It's just a different type of spontaneity. It's more... Um, you are... You are you have a duty of care for someone, but it doesn't make your life any less no, rich. No. We, there were times when I'd be sitting in my house in Monbolk um, and we're just like, let's go. Where are we going? I go, come on, let's go. Like, Sunday morning, I said, come on, let's go. We'll go, we'll go for a drive. We, had, we could go to the beach or we could go further in the hills. Mm. We could go out bush. Anything. We'd just do it. My friend rings up one time when my other niece was there and she goes, well, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? I go, nothing. I'm just sitting there. She goes, want to go up the snow? And I go, oh, my God. Yes. I said, quick, girls, get up. And we didn't have anything. We had to quickly race to Kmart and get some gumboots. Yeah. You know? And then we because we had all the woolies and stuff. She goes, I'll pick you up in an hour. And I'm like, done. And we had the best fun. We had a big snow fight, everything. Yeah. yeah. That was us all the time. Yeah, it's not an issue. Nah. If the kids are tired, they'll fall asleep. Everything to a routine. Our routines up. Bedtime. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> before bed. Have a story before bed if you want your story. You just always do that, but yeah. How do you measure your success as a parent? Well, they're both still alive. Tick. They're both uh, independent adults. Mm-hmm. They aren't in jail. <laughs> they're both, fun- well, really good functioning human beings. They don't, they don't do wrong by anyone. Mums of little ones, or yeah, really little ones, they don't know how to answer that. But mums of adult kids are able to come to that conclusion, mm. and the ones in between, they're still not sure. <laughs> or, or I've even had people say, "I can't even oh, measure." Interesting. That. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny. Um, and the last question is. What did my parents teach me about parenting? Well, if I was to really think about my actual parents, mm-hmm. what they taught me, that if you're going to have kids, look after them and raise them. If I was to think about my mission mother, if I learnt anything that I was, I learnt how to uh, keep a house, I learnt how to pass those skills on. My son, who used to always battle me, <laughs> guess what? 
my daughter tells me, she goes, Mum, you cannot put anything out of place in his house. And I said, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> so I used to always say, I don't ask you to do these things because I like the sound of my own voice. These are life skills, son, and you need them because I ain't going to be around forever mm. doing your dishes or washing your clothes. So he knows how to keep a house. So that's one thing I learnt from there, how to do all those things. Be self-sufficient and domestic. And always learning. Like when you said I had a good... When I was over there, mothers groups and stuff, they have community houses, which I love. I don't think they have enough here. Yeah. Because you could do courses... Um, that's where I did my mother's groups and then um, things. I learned mosaic, did Pilates, do all sorts of things. You know, and then they had festivals at those houses. So I, I, I tried to learn as much as I could. Sure. And that's why I can do all these things now. Yes. If I have to. So, yes. Well, that's my last question. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Well, Thank I hope, you. I hope it, yeah, I hope it's okay.